0: hi everyone um welcome back to another episode of the insurance couch um as as always uh, not all by myself i have my lovely uh what, what couch co-host how do you how do you how do you how would you consider yourself couch potato <laughs> couch couch potato um couch co-insurance couch potato wow <laughs> okay yeah but you know um fair enough and Thank. thankfully we're both married right um yes you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we can um follow our guilty pleasures here um ollie how are you this fine morning
1: i great. thank you for for sharing
0: the couch with me nick <laughs> awesome um today ollie and i and we've we've bounced around this topic for for a little bit uh and it's not an easy topic and again we're not saying that we have all the answers or that we even uh, have um, you know a- a approached it in a, in a kind of fully holistic way? But uh, today we want to talk about ESG or sustainable insurance, or a word that I actually quite like. Uh, it doesn't translate really well into into English, but it's called uh, grandchildren ready, Enkelfähigkeit, which I think encapsulates quite quite nicely what we're what we're talking about here. Um, and hopefully um, we'll um, nudge. You guys, to to think about this uh, in a in a different way, but more importantly, on a selfishly, to engage with us on a, on a on a conversation because we are making up our mind about this as we as we go along and as we uh, you know learn um, what needs to be done and what the insurance path in this can or can or should be. Um, Absolutely,
1: and uh, obviously, as you said, a very very big topic. Um, you know, some hate it, some think uh, we can't do without it. Um, maybe let's let's start a bit broader. I think we we need to met to, to narrow it down a bit uh, in, yep. in this podcast um, or in this on this couch. But ESG, maybe not everybody knows what this stands for, Nick, um, and and what it means. Um, the um, the three words um, that that E and S and G stand for. So can you a bit elaborate on you know what is this about? Um, why why are we doing it? What's best practice potentially um, in, in the
0: broader sense of the ESG? Okay, sure. So E stands for environmental, S for social, G for for governance. Um, and maybe before kind of going uh, into into the different aspects, um, I think what's interesting is that um, the sense, you know, whether ESG is sensible or not is actually somewhat debated, yeah. right? Um, now, I'll I'll come out. I think it's a I think it's good. I also think that a regulatory uh, approach to this is good. Um, because ultimately, I feel that both on the environmental and the social and governance is then really just to kind of tie these things together. um that it is very sensible to adequately price in certain externalities that are currently not priced in to um, better incentivize individual uh, and corporate agents to adequately uh, make their decisions. Um. And so I'm 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 a big fan about that. However, and I think this is predominantly in the in the United States or you know kind of Anglo-Saxon, very shareholder-centric view. You know, you also consider vogue capitalism, um, whereby it's not um, the goal of the corporation or the enterprise to really care, um, you know, follow the law, and be selfish you know, and maximize returns for your shareholders. That's ultimately the um, the kind of Chicago school of thought about uh, how businesses should be run, you know, for the last 50, 30, 40, 50 years. Um, and um, they would call, you know, this is, this is actually not your cup of tea as management to do things that should be passed into law. Um, mm-hmm. And then if the law changes, that sure you'll follow, but you you don't do anything before that. So I think that's where where we stand on 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 those grounds. Um, and then there's also the element about greenwashing, right? That um, you hear, I don't know. Uh, I recently read, and I'm making this up, but you know, Allianz refused to underwrite some 17 customers or something. Like, what? You know, you should. This is this is you shouldn't even. You know, this is like the worst PR because you you know it's 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 even bad greenwashing right but you know people planting trees and kind of doing these things and it it feels like. uh, Greenwashing sometimes and and then then an argument could be made to say, you know uh, they're not actually even trying they're just trying to make us uh, kind of do these things, so um, I would say. ESG is somewhat uh, 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 there there are different views about this Um, now. If you go is in... a,
1: sorry, sorry to interrupt is is there a social washing as well, like you know, giving zero point zero 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 one percent of your profit to charity or so is that a some sort of a s washing? I don't know how is there is there a word for social washing?
0: You could I mean, you could argue, and let's you know we're intentionally taking trying to take insurance insurance and sure tech examples rather than um, other examples because. You know, I think we all agree that our industry uh, at least directly are not the biggest polluters. I can we can think of, you know different different entities. Um, but you could argue that uh, lemonade did something around uh, a social washing, right? Where they said all of our profits, after will go into some social cause. And if you then kind of look at the mechanics of it, it was a minuscule amount. Um, you could argue that, um, you know, making that putting out job adverts as uh, male, female diverse um, is a way of socially washing uh, and not so. And then have, you know, five white men at the and everyone in between, you know, is is a way of washing this now i personally think um first of all i think just because you're doing easy things doesn't mean you know that you don't later on do hard things so i would say um i i'll come from it more less from a kind of cynical point of view more on how behavioral change happens it's like just gets going just start so sure that is not going to change something but equally you know that is a thing you can do right away, rather than all of a sudden going, okay, now we're inclusive. Sorry, Peter, you didn't make the quota. You did a great job. Now you're out. We don't even have anyone else. So, so I think it's it's you know it's more complicated, quite frankly. Um, and and I think when you go into a change transformation, personally, I would start with. What is easy and kind of makes sense initially and just go through them quickly, then make the decisions at any point where you kind of make a little bit an investment uh, or a a, a change. But, you know, probably next time you reset the board or someone goes that's a good way to also include that. And then, yes, fundamentally, if that doesn't get you anywhere and you you know we'll we'll talk about that. there's other arguments to to change above and beyond um, what the the market or the regulator or whoever. uh uh, else uh, um incentivizes you to do then you can also change a winning team but there's a reason why people say never change a winning team Mm -hmm. um because you'll then introduce more entropy into the into the mechanics and it's very rarely that a decision is always just better than the other one that's usually a trade-off otherwise it's not really a decision
1: True. As we as we will focus a bit on the E, the environmental um, sure. um, aspect in in the, f- the follow up uh, couch session, let's potentially quickly um, you know jump on the S and the and the G um, just just to have have talked about it. Maybe there there will be another insurance couch where we where we you know further elaborate. But you know what's what's good practice in in S and uh, G. You now, as an insurance customer, I'd, I'd say social the, the most social thing an insurance can do is probably you know, be be transparent with me of about what I buy in terms of insurance, because today the terms and conditions are so long and so legally worded that I have a hard time seeing you know what's covered and what's what's not. so i'm I'm basically buying buying blind. So wouldn't it be social if you wouldn't, you know, take advantage of the fact that you that you have a hundred insurance lawyers employed by you and I don't as a customer? and and there's a, a disharmony of, of understanding of, of what you sold to me. Um, and, and in case of a claim, basically, of saying, you know, I I basically trust you, Ollie, that this is a claim and, and you are, you know, you're, you're entitled to to my payment or to my help or so. Um, instead, I, I in any claims department I've worked with, I see a us versus them and them are the customers um, behavior. I think it's totally natural uh, when you're a claims handler. But... I mean, getting rid of this. You no, know, it's them, the customers, and it's us, and and we we need to fight, and we need to find out the truth, and and the customer per se is a liar um, unless he or she's proven
0: otherwise. So, wouldn't that be the most social thing an insurance company can do? So, I think it's certainly. Let's. I think it is certainly a social thing that an insurance custom insurance company could do for the stakeholder cohort of customers yeah. above and beyond what is legally required right so so it's certainly one area just to kind of cover the basis as well i think you usually when you talk about social you talk about fair labor relations i would argue insurance companies are probably quite well by the nature of the negotiating power of most of the people that insurance companies employ um yeah I, i i don't have the data but i would say it's probably you know we shouldn't be worried that people are getting paid too less and over getting overworked in the insurance industry. I think there's other industries.
1: <laughs> I haven't seen child labor in insurance. Uh, no, not
0: not <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Uh, maybe <laughs> to train the AI models, but you know, let's, <laughs> let's 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 see. But it's also about diversity. Now, there yeah. I would argue top down, no, especially um in you know the German market. I would argue if you look at the uk or dutch markets there's there's this it seems to be more at least uh, a gender diversity just personal um uh uh uh, you know uh, viewpoint or, or or pattern recognition and you you also have kind of inclusion um again yeah probably something we can we can we can work on i i would say it's still a you know it's a it's it's not the most diverse and inclusive um setup on um how where 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 the decision makers uh in insurance companies stand. Um now when we kind of go into and this is the interesting thing here, right? It's to say one argument could be made, well. And you know know this well right, you know, if we just covered everything insurance would be quite expensive, you need to be very specific about the type of events that are covered right in order to make an insurance contract somewhat affordable. Um, Now, and I think there's a truth to that Um, there's also a truth to and we've discussed this a little bit earlier that um, insurance company is not your neighborhood community so there is a level of fraud Rod, yes there, there is a level of fraud yeah. um in there um more so than in other you know um banking doesn't need that right they'll, they'll give you the credit so there's more so than in other um you know other other setups. Yeah. so so i think there is a a certain level of of um being overly spe- being specific and and checks and balances is, is required now where exactly that optimal sits I don't think is a is a uh, can be a broad brushed decision I think it needs to be on a kind of line-by-line basis competitive environment different different groups I think we we both agree there are certain failures in the market around you know disability insurance for contractors midwife insurance you know there's there's certain examples where the car insurance is super problematic i i I don't know it feels okay personally So, so i think we we need to kind of look at these things so personally um i would not i would not feel comfortable advising a board right now to kind of say just broaden your coverage blanket so what i would probably because I think it, you could come up with very simple examples and use cases that counter, you know, the 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 argument. So what I would like to focus on is maybe more on kind of quick wins that might actually be in everyone's interest, and then kind of move on um, toward and looking at it on case by case basis. I don't I don't think this is an ideological decision to be made personally and what I mean by that, for example, is. Um, there are certain you know if it's more expensive to regulate the claim or fight the fraud than actually paying the claim, then that's maybe where we should start. Mm. Right, I mean, I have an example um, whereby I had to prove to a private health insurer that I was not actually living in the UK. I could prove that i was registered in germany but not that i was and there was an exchange and you know you you cannot disprove that something you know it's it's not i know how do you prove that exactly i i asked that it's that same question i sent it by email i got it back by by letter it was a very (laughs) very funny 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 thing and I, i don't even think that it yeah you know so Let's not do that. Or you know, my wife should probably not have to spend send five, six, seven, ah, uh, documents proving that she actually stayed uh, when we got our second child in the in in the hospital for eighty euros. Claim that's mm. probably not economically sensible. So so maybe let's start with with that. Um, I think what we can also do is we can be. More lenient on certain customers and lines of business or, or, or channels where you know, kind of quick check whether there is an excessive level of fraud. If the business line is quite performing quite well, you know, maybe be a little bit more lenient. Um, and thirdly, I think um, we there are certain levels of you know when your house, when you've been a, a, a victim of a flood, probably taking two years to regulate that claim is not the right way. Equally, you cannot just pay out. So maybe there are certain things about uh, paying certain levels of claims faster, a pay with still a right of, um, you know, kind of regulating through the claims. So some people know if they're really, you know, if, you know, it's a little bit like, and I think they we've done it quite well um, when we had some Corona support in, in Germany, uh, in Hamburg, they paid out a 10K, loan very quickly, mm. but they followed out afterwards. um and and so I think may, maybe working around that a little bit is would be some ideas of 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 my end to to kind of make it more social. But Oli, do, what do you what were you thinking other than broader terms and conditions?
1: Yeah, I'd probably be a bit harsher on the on the industry. I'd probably ask um indeed a a more holistic coverage of them. um and i'm I'm not saying, we must fight. We must, you know, uh, force customers into holistic coverage. Um Customers should be able to to um, vote out uh, op- or opt out uh, and and buy cheaper coverage. It just it just needs to be clear what's covered, right? I mean, as long as as, as not even a non-insurance specific lawyer knows the difference between an epidemic and a pandemic, and and you know when Corona hits you and everybody's hit, every business is hit, and and then the the insurer claims you know this is not covered because it's a epidemic not a pandemic or vice versa I don't even remember and then there's these these wild agreements with governments we had in Bavaria a, a state in Germany with a Bavarian solution where uh, insurers had to pay out about 15 one five percent of what they would owe a customer if if you know the terms and conditions would be would be understandable and 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 whether uh, would be the way that most people had understood them um so basically you save 85 on a on a on a contract that oh you shouldn't be saving I mean that's that's what you're there for but anyway i mean i, I i'd probably i'd probably ask for some holistic coverage um uh, or, plus clear transparency of what's covered and whatnot i'd be and we had that in a in a previous uh, couch uh, meeting i'd ask them for more solidarity um meaning you know let's tie the the, the premiums not so much to individuals, well, individual risk factors, but potentially more to income or size of your house or or, or value of your car, um, which means some, some level of, you know, um, giving money from, from rich to poor. Um, I'd ask that from insurance company. If I, if I'd ask them to be social, S, we're now, we're not talking about S, right? Um, And I definitely ask them to be, to be much more um liberal on 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 claims payouts that's that's what they're i mean that's that's basically what we sell as insurance we're selling claims regulation i'd also ask them to be more hands-on in helping me i mean you 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 were you were um talking about the flood example um we had this flood in germany two years ago um i think a third of all claims are now settled or so so two thirds are still open two years later and that's mainly to do with you know we leave the people there alone in rebuilding their houses um and, um I'd, I'd argue you know we, we need to be much more hands-on we, we actually have that in, in other conversations we have on the couch that we haven't uh, uh podcasted yet but um you know this hands-on help for people um is is what I would ask insurers for instead of waiting for those people to organize themselves and I mean those people have jobs and, and and you know other worries than than dealing with craftsmen to rebuild their homes um and and I'd say you know if you can if you can help them hands-on instead of waiting for them to help themselves and then pay out, or not um, their claims. I think that's what I would ask from insurance companies. If I would purely look at the S, and then obviously, obviously, there's there's shareholder issues beyond that, and there's many many things. But you know, ideally, if in an ideal world where where all insurance companies would strive for the maximum social impact, that's the thing, the kind of things I'd okay. ask for them from them.
0: Okay, so and, and and fair enough. So I think, but I think that's an important distinction, right? So I think. Um, I think you would find many decision makers who'd say, "Sure, I, I'd be able to do that." However, I'm not in a perfect world. I'm constrained. I have different stakeholder interests, and if if I do this, then um, either you know that then I'll be um, I and the company, etc., will will actually lose out because uh, we'll have to uh, our claims cost will go up. We'll have lots and lots of negative selection. So I think there's there's fair arguments to kind of say. You know basically always the reason why do good people do not do the right thing or do bad things right because we much rather want to be we rather don't want to be the stupid one than the good one right you just yeah. don't want to be left holding the bag um and arguably you would be left holding the bag. i would say one thing that i that i forgot to mention I think in insurance we actually have an interesting, you know, mutualization is a very interesting thing. So I would argue um, there is a benefit of mutualization, um, whereby, you know, you you at least break off the conflict of shareholder and customer. So I think that's an that's an interesting one as well. Yeah. And at least in Germany, mutual seems to be a little bit on the on the growth trajectory. Yeah. Um and we're usually talking about digitalization, et cetera. So there's other arguments, you know, more long-term thinking, potentially um, on the counter side, less oversight. So, you know, let's not, you know, as with everything, most things have have a, a plus or plus or minus to it. But yeah, so I think that's more, you know, the kind of social aspect uh, around how to treat your customers, you know, design your products, um, how you treat your employees. I think that we're, we're fine. The inclusion diversity element, I think there's there's room to grow there. Um yeah. but that's that's to me kind of on this on the social aspect okay um
1: in the interest of time I think uh, and, and i and I know that you're you're not only emotional but also very knowledgeable knowledgeable on the e part um the the environment part um let's let's skip uh, government for now uh, governmental governance um and let let's jump right into the e part um what's what's your your view on best practice on best practice on um environmental Consciousness or whatever, and in in, uh, in 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 insurance companies or or in general in companies.
0: Yeah. So 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 first of, all, you know, for the matter of this argument, I think we'll we we'll restrict environmental to climate change, CO two. Uh, it's not the whole picture, yeah. right? There's like kind of nine, you know, nine biodiversity, uh, um, or, or planetary boundaries, and you know that includes microplastics, mm-hmm. fresh water. Uh, land use so there's a whole thing that there's other things how we can fuck up where how we live right um i would also say i actually quite frankly haven't seen any i've seen practices doesn't seem to i wouldn't put best on it i think there's still much much room to grow on the insurance industry how they do their e part so but in but in general you know what you what you would kind of look at are things around um you know, maybe maybe we'll briefly go into scope one, two, three, but yeah, but ultimately, you know, uh, I uh, you know, and I'm reciting this from from memory. So if I'm because I think it's 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 not it's for me always super clear cut. But you know, kind of scope one um, is is the kind of stuff that you you produce kind of yourself. Yeah. Uh, insurance companies are reasonably low because you know uh, it might be uh, you know their their fleet of cars that that doesn't. Some carbon emission, etc. You know, we don't use machinery, we don't have factories, so scope one is quite low.
1: Well, some of scope... us have a diesel generator on top of the of the roof for power it... outages. That kind of stuff. It... That you know, that diesel would would be counted as scope one, I guess, right? Because it's your diesel engine. You you cause the emissions yourself, not a third party. So that's scope one.
0: Exactly. Um, I would say kind of scope two is then uh, uh, the kind of other things that you that you need you know it's 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 uh your um you know where do you buy energy from rather than generating it yourself et cetera? and that's also reasonably easy because you know you you don't need to melt glass or bake bread uh so you can quite easily decide you know you're an office setup uh so you can quite easily decide on you know sourcing your stuff renewable energy stuff and you having said that i mean you know Having
1: a blockchain insurance versus an insurance that's run on your mainframe probably produces a hundred times more CO2 emission um, the blockchain thing I, I, I think because blockchain is so energy consumption consumptive. so I mean that's that's something people haven't considered when throwing out you know blockchain based insurance contracts on the market. I think it's 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 more been a nice to or you know it's it's been a proof of being digital, and nobody's ever asked you know, how much energy does that consume i guess
0: oh oh totally i mean luckily there are are very few blockchain based insurance (laughs) contracts um out there i don't think they've ever kind of hit the ground running you you could probably argue you know as anyone probably not the most energy efficient way to to send 50 pages of true you know paper to your customers um you could you could also argue that um you know always being you know Having a lot of cloud storage, etc., then people don't need to clean up their inbox, and you know, you, mm. you kind of do. I've looked at mine. I've had I have one hundred fifty thousand emails in my. Yeah. Probably don't need them. Nope. And that wouldn't have been the case if we had our own service. Yeah, I can guarantee you that someone yeah. would have called that annoying things like, "Can you archive that annoying thing?" And everyone, no one wants to archive because it's annoying. So, so I think there's a there's with most things, you know, there's a, there's a, the counterbalance towards convenience in, 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 in a way. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of small things, but I think the really interesting thing on the environmental thing is the definition of scope three. Yes. Um, and you know, that means wh- who in your entire supply chain. So what if you ensure all rigs? What if you ensure, uh, cars? What if you ensure, Uh, really old buildings you know and and who is then responsible for that um now i think that's a really interesting discussion um because insurance different than other in industries um touches you know it's only banking as well but insurance it really touches everything and without insurance um a lot of things just wouldn't work um and you know that there is an argument there now I would say it's I think it's 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 so let's kind of go 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 through those. So I think it's yeah. I think it's tough to say. I mean, sure, you can say stop insuring cars, but it doesn't get you anywhere. It's very unlikely that unless regulation comes, it's that you will um ask mutuals theoretically could maybe do it. But if you if you if you CEO or manager of a uh, um, stock listed company, you would be probably liable. Um, you know, I don't think that the CEO of Allianz could even just say we're we're going to stop all of this, not because we're forced to, but because I think it's the right thing to do. I think he would have uh, activist investors who will sue him. Um, but isn't because... that what they're
1: doing on a, on a much smaller scale, like on their investment portfolio, where this is probably much easier than on the insurance portfolio? But aren't aren't especially the stock listed insurance companies every now and then publishing, you know, we're not investing in coal anymore or in in whatever? That's that's at least what I what I what I sense. So isn't that what they're doing? Shouldn't shouldn't they be liable there? And
0: how far can they go without being liable? So I think it's interesting, and it even goes the other way around. Um... The activist environmental yes um, go the there so it's it's just difficult you're now being boxed in from both ends I believe that um, now it's not insurance but uh, the the board of, of of Shell is being sued by activist investors and they'll follow that, that suit. they'll 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 buy some shares some normal mm-hmm. shares and then we'll sue them mm-hmm. um, and using the legal framework as it stands um for these purposes has been a much more effective way than gluing yourself you know nothing against it but you know gluing yourself onto the streets yeah um so i think it's 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 just more complex at that point it's 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 tough to to measure these different stakeholders because you're also uh, uh, liable so the way here's some thoughts that 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 I think um It will be tough as a board member to say i'm going to stop and and that's basically you can break this down right it's your kind of operating stuff it's your. um, It's your investment as an insurer it's what you underwrite and maybe there's some additional services right that's probably how you can structure this, but rather than just going because you're in this conflict right of. um, Where do I step rather than just making a call of doing nothing or doing something let's say excessively on the end, why not have either uh if you're a mutual customer or if you are board, kind of um ask make an investment board ask your shareholders in some you know some form of structure to say i've run rented scenarios i think we should divest from coal um because i believe it's actually it creates lots of liability for us uh where actually these stocks are going to be shafted because they're not having the carbon liabilities properly assessed in their balance sheets. And we believe that this is going to come and in five years, this is going to be a sinkhole. So we want to divest now. And we think this is actually beneficial for our branding because we we are a commercial insurer and it's something else. And we are actually seeing um, more, uh, conscious buyers of insurance, whatever, right? That could be mm-hmm. the argument, and then to say, so our suggestion is rather than doing a hundred percent gray, we want to split it fifty fifty or some other things, and you know, you can then let your stakeholders vote mm-hmm. in some way, and that could be a way for a board who is not owning the insurance company. they're custodians um of managing that stakeholder conflict educating about it rather than just making these calls one way or another Mm -hmm. Um, could be a way to try to navigate that
1: that's true and that's on i think again on the on the investment side that seems even a bit easier to me than than on the on the on the on the insurance side. We come to that a bit later, but but even there, I mean, what, what if if my board decides to go out of a lot of uh, investment areas? You know, no cigarettes, no weapons, no uh, oil, gas, whatever. Um, and and it turns out that that five years in a row these industries are the best performing sure. industries and and all of a sudden in my life insurance policy my customers sure. receive a lower monthly yep. pension payment than customers of company B who who, who uh, which which ever invested in those I mean is that is that sensible
0: is is I mean I think yeah. so so I think what you then need is a much better communication yes. about this I think it is sensible if. Okay as a life insurance customer who hasn't this has bought that policy previously so it didn't make the buying decision Now you could go i don't know, Pangea life or something right you could now buy a, a more eco-conscious policy that you have received an invitation to vote you've been explained how that would factor in into the wider thing and then you can so um i so you know um as we've told you 3 years ago we've decided to divest we've made da-da-da-da-da. this was we, we were following the votes of the the majority of stakeholders um unfortunately what happened over the last 3 years i don't know a war broke out commodity investment was actually really good yes. um and um even though you would think that an investment in renewable would have been peak currently people were thinking about something else so we've made um we've actually have here here's our shadow portfolio and we actually lose have lost 3.7% in performance. Because of these measures as would, and therefore will unfortunately need to reduce your payer, having mm-hmm. said that we're still very bullish around the outlook of these things here's some trends. Um, And I think that's it, so I think um, by engaging with your stakeholders, making that communication, I think you can then make that point, I would even argue on a new business. Um, if someone were to, and I'm, I'm giving this example from, um, there's there's others, but uh, Pengier Life, uh, it's a it's a life insurance product from Bayerische in, in in Germany, and they have an active portfolio of you know investing directly in projects, mm-hmm. and I do believe that for example there is a market out there of people to say. I still want to eat meat, but quite frankly, can I, I need to pay for insurance. I need to do uh, my pension planning anyway. Actually, I would like to invest in the the decarbonization of our industry. And I want to be more actively involved rather than some, some things. So please manage that for me. I think that can actually be a really good sales pitch to a certain cohort of affluent eco-conscious customers. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but that's ultimately how I would how I would kind of do that whole investment asset thing. I would also argue that mutuals have, again, an advantage about this because they don't have the stock listed companies. Um, But I think what you shouldn't do is just to say, I think on the um, valuation of companies with a transformatively changing repricing of carbon externalities just to go they've always been more performant than now and you can always pollute and we're going to propose that for the next 7 10 20 years I think you'll be in a problem Um, and I think at the very least make some scenario analysis around how your portfolio etc would look um, if price of carbon regulation changes if liabilities are differently because I think it's just going to get more complicated
1: I should probably do that Independent of, of, you know, being... exactly in my, Yeah, okay. So so that's what every good investment manager should do. Um, They should not invest due to past revenues. They should also always look in the future. And, and, and risk-adjusted, maybe... right? I and mean, that's the yes.
0: Performance, great. Yeah. Tesla, great. But, you know, you should probably have uh, risk-adjusted. And I, I would argue that the repricing of carbon as a balance sheet asset, or however you want to call it, has not been adequately referenced in your sharpie ratio yeah yeah
1: okay but but i mean let's get to the heart of our business should we should we as an insurer still insure houses of the lowest energy class i i, I believe houses at least in germany now have energy classes ranging from a to whatever Eve f or, or something e- i think e- or okay. f maybe yeah. No. Or should we should we should we cut off the let's say bottom two or three classes where clearly a a, a house Ejects so much CO two or, or or other emissions. The, um, should we should we still ensure, you know, oil the oil industry, the weapon industry, the whatever weapon is probably more an S than an E. But um, I mean, we we we've seen, for example, in banking, we've seen the example that um, you know, a pornographic industry didn't receive any services yet uh, anymore. At some point, then Wirecard came um, and and actually basically grew with that segment. Um, luckily, they 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 got what they deserved later, but but you know this is this not is because of that though. Not because, not because of, of that. that. Not because of that. Um, but you know it's uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, but but we've seen that, right? We've seen that in banking. We've seen that probably in other industries. Um, we haven't seen that yet much in uh, in the insurance industry. Well, should we should we still insure um, diesel and and gas cars, or should we not only insure? I mean, we enable others to as you say to 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 do these big emissions Uh, if if they wouldn't have insurance or financing for that matter of fact um, in terms of banking they wouldn't be able to eject all those those emissions
0: so and again this is subject to um, you know without regulatory drivers right yes um so i think the short answer is no i think the short answer i mean just to go stop um insuring um these these companies. Or oh, it, it if it's a fringe thing, sure, get out of it. It might it might not be worth it anymore. If 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 you are the leading, it's it will be tough sell for Allianz or hook to say get out of car insurance. It'll just be tough not to crack. They have all of this experience. So so I would say number one. Um there are certain elements whereby try to underwrite appropriately. You've taken this there's, there's really interesting data around how um the CO2 emissions of houses actually have an impact on claims.
1: Yeah, but that's that's clear because they're newer and and so the the pipe water damage is is less frequent because the pipes are newer.
0: This, I mean that's a that's an indirect, that's not a that's not a causality, that's a correlation. Um, and it's it's um so, my information that it, it's on top of that argument. So, so there's more than just the in, indirect uh, benefit to it with my information. But you know, let's let's <laughs> leave that aside. I think um, you should um, you 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 should still ensure. Um, now, now, what I would argue though is maybe you can do two things. Maybe you can. Um, actively help certain customers transition. Um, and these can be different things, right? This service could be, for example, helping um with your portfolio of buildings insurance, helping people even, you know, you might have access to contractors, maybe even getting your buildings mm-hmm. from F to a could be a way where an insurance company might not even be so far off. You know, it, it might be actually quite tangential. To to its customer base, it could be helping them identify these things, you know, providing tools of how to assess your, um, your building in the first place. Um, With with insurance, it could be a repositioning of telematics. Now no one likes everyone thinks they're a great driver they don't, but maybe if, if you can show that your telematics application is better. (coughs) Excuse me, is better than uh, what Google Maps does on how to drive more eco-friendly that could be a way so i think or with your with with industrial customers you could go further into say maybe we'll help you invest in that huge heat pump or that huge energy efficiency thing so we can it's not the underwriting side itself it's kind of then a new new service um and um or um you can even you know it's it's offsets are a hot topic People, there's there's one argument that say you shouldn't offset because you're just kind of pushing it out where you, you can't build that many mangrove trees you know um but by, by buying offsets is is like wild wild west let's position to help customers ensure the liability that's come from buying offsets so so i think helping customers transition is a an interesting area for insurers and You know, it's that bucket beyond insurance that every insurer kind of needs to tell the investors to get excited anyway. Um, And then I would argue that whilst you don't, you know, it's a little bit like your BCG cash cow rising stars thing. Keep your cash cow, but please focus on rising stars. And it's very unlikely that diesel are the rising stars of your motor portfolio for the next 20, 30 years. (laughs) So do allocate some of your resources, significant resources around Decarbonization is going to be one of the bigger growth opportunities over the next 50 years. So make sure that you understand the assets well, that you ensure these technologies, that you invest what you already have and consider your current portfolio more of a cash cow rather than, and use those assets to transition. That would be my suggestion on the underwriting I think it's, side. It's
1: great for, for first steps um, if you haven't taken any. But it clearly, I mean, long term, it doesn't. Account for our responsibility as an enabler for pollution, for 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 energy pollution, and we're clearly an enabler. It's, it's like the weapon producer, um, you know, selling to to private persons. Obviously, they don't shoot persons, but they enable people to shoot persons. And,
0: okay, right? and absent of a political requirement, a policy requirement, ask your customers. This is something. So I've I know I've, I've heard Chup, for example, is doing mm-hmm. this. On with their commercial customers, they are saying we're actually investing in, um, you know, more than ESG greenwashing. Well, this will mean that our investment return shorter might be lower, so your premiums will be higher. And they're engaging in a dialogue with 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 their customers on on that. Now, I think, sure, ask your customers, ask your policy, but explain what you need to do. get that feedback. get that buy-in because if um absent of policy, And absent of your stakeholders being interested in you, I think it'll be hard as management to to push ahead against them. I think it's just, then I would more say, stop lobbying against it. Could be, just stop lobbying against it. Just just, just let it, you know, lobby for it. Lobby for regulation that makes, you know, it's it's the same thing that... uh, there's this, uh, you know, when, when there's some billionaires in the United States who get all these tax benefits and they're, they're, they're proposing um, higher taxation. Yeah. And then you always say, why don't you just pay it? He's like, no, no, no. I use my resources to change the rules. Yeah. So that is another. So I would rather than doing that, if, if you are convinced that this happens, I think an argument can be made, actively negotiate, actively inform the policy that is going to come one way or another um, and inform it, not in, with the mind to get lots of loopholes and no regulation, but to have some form of sensible regulation. Because you, you probably know something about uh, what, what's going on, so maybe that's another point you can do.
1: Yeah, and that seems to be a thing. I mean, it's, it's the same with, with AI, right? They're calling for regulation as well, and the, the insurers do 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 so. Um, so they 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 complain about the, the the climate change because basically it's it's a lot of co- additional costs for them. Um, it's very hard to price ahead of the curve as an insurance company. So to price future climate changes already now because you, you're typically too expensive compared to your competitors. And so people, are, are, customers are probably going to, to your competitors. So typically after the curve, so you, you first experience higher claims due to um, the climate change. And only a year or two later, you can adjust your prices upwards to the level it should be given the new climate change situation. Um, and so what they're doing is indeed lobbying for the lawmakers to change the law, so so that you know we can we can minimize the the effects of climate change, which you know is it, it, sometimes it feels un, it, it doesn't feel true to me, right? Um to I mean, you're you're one of the of the of the people that are most affected by climate change, yet you don't do anything by yourself, um like on on intrinsically. But you call for extrinsic motivators—the lawmaker, the customer, the shareholder, the whatever people that glue themselves the street, um, to the street—to force you to do the thing that you morally know are, are correct. Yet you're not doing them unless somebody forces you. Which I, I, I know why it's happening, and I'm still—I I can still say I'm—I'm I'm not happy that it is happening, and it's happening in other industries as well. Don't get me wrong, right? But but I'm not happy with with us requiring external force to do the right thing.
0: I think you know, and and I I agree, but psychology would suggest that you know you need the whole barrage of motivation, positive, negative reinforcement, incentives. Um, uh, you know what what was it? Um, you know, people. I mean, we and we can't even think about also you know r- rules that you can or cannot do. We always don't want, you know. Kind of, kind of ruled to be to be had, but you know, to me, it's shocking that people were even debating wearing a seatbelt, that that was even. <laughs> and I'm like, that is a... so. I think or, or smoking in restaurants that was a huge thing, and sure. now you just kind of go, you know, even as a smoker, it's kind, it's kind of nice and not to have an ashtray right beside it. So, so, so I feel, um, yeah, I, 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 th- I think it is understandable. Um, I actually feel that a lot more people would like to um, do more. but since it's not their companies, there are agents, not the principal. They need to kind of balance these things out. And so what i've what I've mentioned, plus actively pushing for this type of regulation and then potentially also getting your house in order, because I could, you know, regulation also gets smarter. We're not saying that the state runs better insurance companies. That's not what anyone's saying. No. But if, for example, there is some form of um, um obligatory cover, then maybe someone needs to manage that portfolio. So being able to be digital cost efficient, multi-tenant in main or managing different portfolios might come in quite handy down the line if you see this happening. Um but yeah.
1: Okay. And just just because everybody's talking about it, um, and, and I think you touched upon it, it already, greenwashing. Use your claim is it's it's actually not too bad as long as it's the first step. If it's your entry door into becoming more environmentally responsible, you know, greenwashing can be a first step that kind of gets you forward. I guess you 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 agree that if 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 it tends to make you think hey i've done enough for of this um then it's probably a, a bad thing but it can be an easy entry into the topic
0: so i think we'll never know right no one's gonna put their hand up and say we're greenwashing no. uh, it's always someone else claiming um and i don't even think that the people doing it are you know i, I think everyone's really aware so i think I um we're talking transformative change it's 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 always going to change. So I think getting getting into it, uh, uh, getting your team, your company, your shareholders, your stakeholders into it uh, and and starting to include this in your decision making um, and showing that you at least do something, you know, just just get going. Everyone, you know, you know this from startup uh, of how to get anything of just get going, because looking back of course, you know, um, with 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 the benefit of experience and, and hindsight, you, your your earlier endeavors, you kind of go, what the hell did I think would be working? And so here, all of a sudden, we we imagine someone has to figure everything out and you know uh, uh, cut the branch on which uh, he is sitting or burn the house down, you know, and and you know, let's burn everything down and move to the trees is not a very strong sales pitch.
1: That's true.
0: Especially if not every everyone else is if everyone else is doing it, fair enough. But then work on that. So so I think um I th- I think a certain level of pragmatism, and I certainly think more is more, and it doesn't seem to um reduce certain energy. It's it's like it almost like just because you only go five day five minutes to the gym today. Doesn't it actually builds up energy to do ten minutes the next day? And I think it, the same goes for organizations.
1: And that's and that's fair. Okay, good. Well, I think uh, that topic was almost too big for for forty five minutes on Who the would insurance have couch, Who would have but thought? it's it's a good start. Uh, I think it was a good start. We might pick it up uh, again later. Um, but thank you very much, uh, Nick, for for your insights. Um, again, you know, we're not claiming to have the, to have the the correct solution for everything, uh, but maybe it it got you into thinking. Um, and thinking, or thinking a bit more uh, than you already did, and uh, well, we hope so. I'm giving my plants a bit of water now, <laughs> and, and uh, that's green washing, I guess.
0: <laughs> Ollie, so uh, thank, you thank you very much. Thank
1: you very much, Nick, and see you next time. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.